Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you all to the Bible study for tonight. We thank God for the great day and another privilege and opportunity for us to share again God's word together. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We approach the word again tonight with reverence. Thank you for this table of the word. Because it's by it that we are, we are, we are, we are, we are refreshed, we are sanctified, and we are, we are, we are, we are equipped. It's in it, it's in it we have hope and our faith is built. We get stronger and understand the reality of, the, of, of our redemption as we behold the word of God daily. So tonight we come, Lord, with humility, wanting to learn. Teach us your ways. Teach us your word. That we become mature believers. We can't really be better believers. We are, we are better, but, but mature believers in you, O oh God. Reflecting your right image according to the spirit of grace and holiness. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. All right. Tonight, I want us to, to look at something very important in the course of what we've been studying, um, and in particular, um, uh, the, the, I don't know what the concept, but the, uh, the doctrine of sanctification. Sanctification. You know, when, when I was growing up, I used to hear that word a lot. I used to hear the Lord, and some of you too will be a witness. I used to hear the Lord from particularly deeper livers. I used to hear that word a lot from deeper life because I actually went to deeper life a little as I was growing up. Um, not because I, I, I'm a developer, I just loved the Lord and I loved to hear the, the truth of God's word. So anywhere I see, I go. Even as a young boy, I would pack my bag and leave home and go to camp. Go to, this will call it then, this will call it. Um, social camp, but it's for children and adults who go to a school. And I remember in Ibadan, then we had it in Okibola High School. I went as a young boy. I think maybe then I was a teenager. I went. I left home pursuing the word of God. I that was all I was pursuing at that age. I didn't really know why I had that inclination. I, I didn't really know why. I can't explain. But somehow something in my spirit was gravitating towards God, even at that tender age. So I packed my bag in one guy I must go, small bag, it's a three-day program. I know, and really, if, if you ask right now, I, I can't remember what I learned. All I knew was that we were watching Pastor Kumoi preach on, in, on TV, in the field. We, 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 they would break us down into syndicate groups and teachers. I can't remember what we were talking about. All I remember was that I went there with them. We were there for three days and three nights, and, and we used to eat a ban of bono. And the bonus, always watery, and jollof rice, and small, small meat. I remember those ones. Because that at least that one is still my memory, so fresh. But I just love, I just say that to you, so that the love of God at that age, and I believe it was, uh, it was the gift of God at that time. So there's, 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 there's always a drive for wanting to build like God when the Spirit of God dwells in you. Amen. And so I want us to look in particular tonight to the doctrine of sanctification. Now, the Hebrew word for sanctification is the word 
hagiasmos, and it means holiness, it means purification, it means separation. So know that those three words I'm asking on Sunday. It means holiness, it means purification, it means separation, to separate apart. You know, something different in his own class. That's the word sanctification. That's the word holiness. And I want to note that. But um, let me start by saying to us tonight that the doctrine of sanctification is very important because it is the uh, it, it is that that reveals the work of justification in the soul of the recreated believer. Sanctification reveals the work of justification in the soul of the believer. Now, in other words, it means how do we know that the man is sanctified, or rather a man has been what? Justified. We know by his desire for what? Sanctification. You know, sometimes when you, when you find a geologist working in an area, when they see certain kind of elements on the, sub, on the, on the top soil, they can, they can postulate what can be found under the earth crust. Are you what I'm saying tonight? So, so there are things they see on the surface that tells them there's something beneath. What do we see in the believer's life that tells us Something has happened to that believer or that person is the is the is is is, is his desire and an attitude towards word sanctification. Amen tonight. So we will we will we, we will look at this a little closer tonight and with scriptures and then make progress. Now let me say this tonight that I um, um, recently, uh, in fact, today I was shown today. And I know Brotimi has mentioned this to me severally. Um, there's a new push now in Disney to, I don't know what word to use now, they're, they're, they're introducing sexual content in cartoons. Um, there's a, there's a, a particular cartoon, the Superman cartoon, this is what they call it, I don't know the cartoon, Spider-Man, um, right now, I don't know what the demand is, but it's either Super or Spider. Um, they are trying to introduce the main character as a, as a bisexual. And so the, the, um, the, the, the script writers are intentionally doing that right now. You know, I saw a video some, some months ago um, online. Um, the gay community in California or Sacramento, I can't say, they had a concert and they were singing that they are coming for the children, that you can't hide, you can't keep them because the, the mode of exposure to the children is the media. And today, everyone is glued to the media, including children. And this is a major problem in our world today that is attacking the church. And I want to say this, that it is not, you know, the, 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 the this this sexualization of the world is not it's not it's not it's not now it's, it's it's been from time immemorial 
there's no there is no um thing that is much in our day you remember in the bible um genesis 6 read the story of the sons of god or the angels or the elohims coming to have affairs with the daughters of men because they are fair and then and then they make and give back to nephilims or or, or irregular children. Let us leave that away. All right, because that's what I cruise tonight. You remember the story of Abraham and 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 his wife Sarai when she got to Egypt. The first thing that got him scared was that they don't play with women. So the first thing you notice is told Abraham, he says, Sarah, tell them you are my sister because they will kill me. So after they can kill for women. So 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 sexual sexual um um. Uh, um, um, seeing is not it's not it's not it's not in the highest realm today. No, it's, it's been there from time immemorial. You remember him also with, with what with Abimelech. Every time enter the city, the king is always praying on what on women. The people, the nobles are always praying on women. In fact, if you read church history, the 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 the, the emperors of Rome and Greece and and all these big nations, they they pray, they they, they abuse women, they abuse children. If you read through church history, you find some 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 priests in the church abusing children, abusing women, even in their young age. You find that just check. So it's not as though it's it's, it's new is because it's because it's because we 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 are we are we, 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 we at a time when when it's been it's been it's been it's been so so pervasive and so and so uh, and so readily available in the in in the face of men so it's not as though it's new now why did god destroy them and gomorrah because of this same city imagine young men came to visit somebody and the whole town came and said we want to have knowledge of this of these men that came and he said no take my daughter he said no we don't want women we want man to man and you see and and, and that was the reason why paul said in in romans 1 18 he says because they refused to retain god in their minds god gave them up to do things that don't work convenient the the the, the reason god came so strong was because men were sexually perverse there was there was the, the, the there was the the, the the permitting of sin and all over the world so throughout the history of mankind this had been a major problem. Now I I, 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 I was listening just shortly now to to my phone and then there's a message I had there. Now a particular man of God in America was was preaching. I don't mention his name um, tonight. Um, he said he said really he was preaching. And he said he said people they say Christians who are anti-gay afraid to to interrogate the 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 re relationship between david and jonathan and and ruth and naomi that 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 david and jonathan are borderline homosexuals that that the kind of love they they they, they have is not normal love it, it, it transcends between beyond natural love the kind of words that ruth used to naomi uh, is not is not ordinary there's something there now now this this particular man of god has a son that has opened up as gay has a daughter that is opened up as lesbian and and these are preachers and the church is 
packed full of people who have gay tendencies, who they have so much people in the LGBTQ community. I, I don't know what it means, but you see, so so he's he's trying to somehow whip up sentiment to to appease to 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 to, to make make him acceptable to them and, and put them in a church, making them feel they're believers. So so somehow it's becoming difficult now to call sin sin, to call good, you know, you know, good. He, we, we, the things are being turned upside down right in the church. But the Bible says that the foundation of God standeth sure, heavenly seal. The Lord knoweth those that are his. You see, the Lord knoweth. And if the Lord knoweth those that are his, he confirms it in their hearts. For the Spirit of God in our hearts confirm in our heart that we are children of God. And if He confirms it, listen, what He does is to help you comply with Scripture. He doesn't help you explain your sin in Scripture to, to allow you to continue. No, we cannot continue with sin and say grace abound. When grace comes, grace gives us the power over sin. Let me... You know, I said to us that when we got born again, we got sanctified, sorry, rather we got justified and sanctified at the same time. Praise God forevermore. You see, the, our, our justification and our sanctification occurred at the same time, but you see, we begin to progressively work further in the, in the, in the life of work sanctification so where 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 when we when we got sanctified it was a positional sanctification in that sense but you see after that word god by spirit um helps us to do what to continually live a sanctified life so the hallmark that the work of Justification has been fully effected in the soul of a man is that the man begins to 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 to, to work and 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 and, and work what no work towards what a continuous sanctified life. You know when you look at the mirror. Bible says that we are made in the image and world of the likeness of God, especially in the new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 17. If any man be in what? In Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Become new in life with the world. 2 Corinthians 3 18. We all, an open face, behold as we were in the glass, the glory of the Lord, and are being changed uh, to the same image from what? From glory to glory by the Spirit of God. Now it means when we get born again and we are justified and sanctified, we become the representatives of God. Hallelujah. And so when you come before the mirror and, and, and see yourself, you know what your image is. But if what you're seeing is not, is not, is not what you know you should be, what do you do? You begin to walk toward it. Praise God. You know, a few, a few months ago, my wife and I went to to the supermarket to buy some things and then she bought a particular cream or no a particular soap she just saw it she just said she likes it i said i've used it before she said not really okay and she brought it home she began to use this this, this soap to bathe but the second third and fourth fifth day one week 
she began to her skin began to be, become light. As ah, you are getting lighter. Let's check the thing. So the the soap is everlasting white. Is it everlasting white or partial white? It's a it's a whitening soap. And when I saw that, by by the order of Zion and the and the efficacy of scripture, I confirmed the soap and threw it away. But that thing that she was using has begun gradually to change her complexion. And for it to stop, the, the, she must stop to use that particular soap. Because it's altering her appearance. There is an appearance she has, but there's something she's doing that is altering that appearance. There's a glory that God has put in us. But the things we do right now after we've been glorified that, that, that tends to work to alter the glory. And therefore, we are not presenting the glory of God as it should be. Hallelujah. And so, and so it's, it's, we, are, we, are, we are misrepresenting God because something is being altered. And so God wants the church sanctified. But tonight, let's 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 read tonight. Let's start from 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 uh, First Thessalonians chapter four. Now I will build this up gradually. But but the expectation of God for us is that we live sanctified lives, cleanse our spirits and our hearts from pollution. Pollution is all over the world. All over the internet, all over our phones. In fact, it's close to us. In fact, it's in our pockets. In fact, it is on our desk. But, 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 but the church of God must know that we have not been called unto uncleanness, but we've been called unto work, unto sanctification. We have been called, see, your call is unto sanctification of the Spirit. Let's read tonight. First Thessalonians chapter 4. I say it again and again as I go tonight. The, 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 the way we know that the work of justification has been done in the soul of a man is the man's desire to live sanctified life. No wonder Paul was writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 14. Just be not unequally yoked together with the doctrines of unbelievers, with the way of life of unbelievers, the social condition of unbelievers. For what has darkness got to do with light? What has Christ got to do with Belial? What is is righteousness with what unrighteousness? It says, it says, it says, it says, therefore, come me out among them and be word and be holy. The word that separate means the word. Sanctification, I mean holy. He says, Come and be sanctified and be separate and be set apart, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father to you as I'll be my children. So God wants the church to rightly represent and show his character to the world. And the only way God can reveal this is by the church. And so so the devil is attacking that representation, that image of God to the world by, by attacking our sanctification, by, by, by impeding us. So, so when you are struggling to live that life, you know it's a struggle of the flesh and the spirit. But thanks be to God that in Christ Jesus we have the victory. 
First Thessalonians chapter 4, I read from verse 1, maybe from verse 1 through through verse 9. Okay, verse 8. Let me read tonight from the Amplified Passion of the Bible. Please for me to as I read tonight. Because this is what God wants us to say. Finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus. Are you listening to me tonight? So the Lord Jesus is the giver of this instruction for you, for your soul. Haven't paid the price. Haven't justified you. Haven't called you. Haven't atoned for your sin. And haven't given you faith. And his faith has enabled you to respond even to his call in repentance. You are now justified. He now says to you that you follow the instruction that you receive from us. About how you ought to walk and please God. So say please God. That means the believer he ought to walk and please God. That means you must be conscious of pleasing God. Or rather be conscious of, of the fact that God wants you to please him. God wants your life to please him. God wants your secret life to please him. God wants your total life to please him. You don't have dual life. You have one life. You don't have one life in church, one life at home, one life in the office, one at home. No, it's one life. Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. Let me tonight. It says, how you ought to work and please God, just as you are actually doing. And that you excel even more and more, pursuing a life of purpose and living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. Verse 2. For you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, I'm giving you the precept and the commandment um, um, from, the, from the authority of Jesus. Amen. Tonight. I'm not speaking of my own. I'm not telling you what I, I think is right. No. I'm telling you what the Bible says. What God expects of the church. This is the will of God for us. Even our word, our sanctification, our walking holiness and our separation. For if indeed the blood of Jesus has washed you, it will propel you, you will be encouraged, you will be strengthened by the Holy Ghost that lives in you to want to please the Father and please Him who has called you. For everyone who is called to be a soldier always works to please Him that what? That enlists Him. You must desire to please Him who has called you into His service and into His love. So it's a commandment of the Lord Jesus, verse 3. For this is the will of God, that ye be sanctified, verse 3. For this is the will of God, amen to that. This is the will, this is the will, this is the will, this is the will of God for you, that ye be word sanctified, separated and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality. This is the will of God. And you know, every time the devil finds the will of God, he tries to work to obtain it. He fights it. That's the reason. So this is the reason you are you are because because those who are not yet saved have nothing they are fighting. In fact, they are sons of destruction, they are children of, of Satan. They are already in his camp. But those of us who are saved, there's a contention. But the will of God, and guess what? If God has a will and He wants us to fill our will, He will not leave us on our own strength. He will do what? He will empower us by His Holy Spirit to be able 
But as we make progress, I'm going to show you how God can help you do that. Verse 4. That each of you know how to control his own body, control your own mind, control your own hand, control your own phone. If the phone is open, you break the phone. Sell the phone. I had a time when my phone was stopping me. I couldn't concentrate. You know what? I had to go and get a Nokia phone that is dumb. I still have that phone today. If your right hand cause it to sin, Jesus said, cut it off. Now, he didn't say cut your hand off. It means take action on your life. For it's better for one to go to hell with a hand man and enter. Or enter heaven with him, the enter hell with your two hands intact. Each of you must know how to control his own body. Control your life, praise God. You must be in control. Amen. Amen. Say be in control. Say be in control. God's will is that you control your life. Control how things, don't let things control you. Because God wants us to live holy, sanctified life. Let me read to that. It says, it says, and, 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 and I'm gone. It says that each of you know how to control his own body in what? In holiness and honor. Being available for God's purpose and separated from things profane. Not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of his will. Do you know that? See that? The Gentiles are what? Are ignorant of his will, but you now that know his will, you mustn't act like the Gentiles that don't know his will. Praise God. Don't let any pastor fool you. Let anyone fool you. For he that dwelt righteous, his word is righteous. So this is the will of God. That you control yourself. You control your body. You control your gadgets. You control your life. You put it under. Paul says, I put my body under. I put under subjection. So that. The flesh. Has force. But the spirit is more stronger. Than the flesh. When we got born again, we were both sanctified and justified. But God wants us to continue living in work in sanctification. So it's not a one-time thing. It's a progressive thing that starts from a point. And he who has begun the good work in you is also faithful to help you. You see, if one is sincere in his heart in prayer, Lord, I want to live a sanctified life. Guess what? I've seen that in my life. And it was like God will strengthen you. God will help you to live a life of what? Of sanctification. Verse 6. Oh, verse 5 again. Not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and I ignorant of his will. Verse 6 And that in this manner of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud his brother, because the Lord is avenger in all things just as we have told you before and solemnly warn you. For God has not called us unto impurity, but unto work holiness, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him whether in public or in private. God 
wants us to live to please Him in public and in work in private. So the Christian pleases God not only when men see, but when men don't see. In fact, what makes you stand body before God is your ability to please Him when no man sees you. Forget when men praise you, when men approve you. Let it be this in your heart. Is God approving of me? Is he praising me? Or rather, am I bold toward God in private? That's where your strength realized as a saint. In private. Not just in public. Not just in church. God wants us to be to be holy before Him in church and holy before Him work in our private times when we are alone with the Son. God wants us, praise God. The devil is pushing our wall. The devil is jamming our wall. The devil is breaking into our defenses. But guess what? Any man that stands in God will have his defense sure in the spirit. He can't break into it. Though the flesh will ponder. But when you hear to the spirit of God, he will help you, praise God, tonight. For he that sows to the flesh shall for the flesh do corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall by the spirit of God read word life everlasting. Verse 4. Um, and it says that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, being available for God's purpose and surrender for the things of God without being profane. So God, the spirit of God, we, we, we have to live holy. The spirit of God on inside strengthens and helps us to, to live to please God. For this is the will of God. Now, if I'm going to end here, I'm going to close here. But let me put this and emphasize to our hearts. In that day, in fact, in the days of Apostle Paul, there was the, 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 the temple prostitutes. In fact, there were deities and gods that... That, that the only way to worship them is through promiscuous sacrifices, is through, is through sensual behaviors, through sensual gyrations. That's how the date place where believers were converted. And somehow they still haven't got past this old life. But God said to them, No, this is my will. You have served a strange God in the world. But now when you come to serve me, you must serve me in holiness. And it was in this time also that the Gnostics were where was that was to was to preach something that was that was contrary to what Jesus preached. And guess what? They were preaching it in synagogues and churches. What were their doctrines? You see, one of the things they said was that if you read history, you find out that body or spirit and matter. Are two different things entirely. So God is in a class of his own and is dealing with himself in that class and has made man in, 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 in the body to deal with himself. So God is not particularly interested in what man does with what his body. And this was the teaching of the Gnostics and was being taught in church. And that's why first John wrote against them. Is what? Not evil, because that's not evil. What is evil is what? Matter itself. So they were they were they were given to 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 licentiousness and 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 fine living, and so this doctrine was so preached in the church that people believed it. Do you remember sometime in our history when some man of God said, "I will show you no teaching, no man, no opinion." 
no ecclesiastical pronouncement can be superior and higher than God. I'll read this again tonight. I'm going to close. We're going to build this so much. Verse 1 from the Amplified. Finally, brethren or believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord. See the word in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. Jesus, that you follow the instruction that you sexual immorality. You see, God didn't say, I will help you back out. He says, you do what? You do the backing out. God cannot ask us to do what we cannot do. God cannot ask us to do what, but we strive some. But we strive, sometimes we fall. That's what John says. says, he that says he has no sin, deceived himself. But God has commanded us that progressively, progressively, intentionally, alone, was God, alone. The atonement was God's act and God's work alone. The calling had nothing to do with you. It was God that called you. He was the one also that solely regenerated you. Redemption is your sanctification. Of redemption is your sanctification. If God will perform six out of seven and you are made to do just one, do you think he will leave with it alone? He's strengthening you. Tonight, I want to admonish you. Desiring to please Him. Be. Desiring to please Him. With your life. With your words. With your speech. With your conduct. With your attitude. For ultimately, that's what brings Him glory. On the earth. Ephesians 3 verse 10. And where you sit. Stay with God and declare for Him and cause His glory to be manifested in your life. Tonight, as you go to bed, take an inventory. Take a, in this area, 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 Lord. You see, He knows it. And he says he wants you to live for him both in public and in private. Until we deal with this, God will keep the representative of God because you are the representative of God on earth. What a privilege that is. And this is the only way God can show the world his righteousness, his will. And his desire. Let us pray. Lord, we know Lord. Lord, bring everyone tonight, listen to me, to a place of surrender. Those things we hold there, oh God, that is not giving you praise and glory, Lord, help us surrender them. That we look on the mirror and see the image that we are, we are that's exactly like you. For us in Christ. Build it.
for us in Christ. Regular because we daily conform. We are daily strengthened to be more like you. 